0: Raising a child needs a mother who, at first, you have to love your baby, to love your situation as a mom, to be happy about it, to be happy about being a mom, and to be ready to, to to raise that child, to be strong, healthy, and a good member of the society. I'm Abena Thomas, a public health specialist, and I'm the host of In Progress, a New World Vision Canada podcast. It's a show that connects people's stories of development from around the world with stories rooted here in Canada. Welcome to In Progress. Today we're talking about maternal newborn child health. And I have with me one of my very good friends and coworker, Melanie O'Leary. I'm so excited to just chat and talk about the work that we do. Melanie is a nutrition and public health specialist with World Vision, and really excited to talk to her, catch up, see how things are going, but also talk about what we work on um, in our day to day. So thanks, Melanie, and welcome.
1: Thanks, Baina. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun to be here. Yeah, um, I'm not, I feel like I'm not really wearing my work hat these days cause I'm, I'm on mat leave. So it's kind of fun to, to get pulled back in and have a chat about the amazing work that we do. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm a mother of two. I'm currently on mat leave with my youngest who is going to be one next week. Oh my gosh. I can't believe she's going to be that old. Know, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> A year goes so fast. Yes, um, and then uh, my oldest Capri, who is three, and uh, I think it's the three three teens or something. Right? We're going to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a stage. That's a stage. <laughs> yeah, my life these days. So, uh, like you said, um, my background is nutrition and public health, and I am wearing the role of. The regional health technical specialist. I love, at world it. Vision. I love
0: these worlds. Yep. Yes, yep.
1: <laughs> so let me break that down. <laughs> what that means is that, uh, oh gosh, in the last 10 years, last I know. 10 years, yeah. In the last 10 years at World Vision, um, I've worked in various regions around the world to look at different health issues affecting women and children, and then work to design programs and uh, provide training to help address those problems in the various communities we're in.
0: Oh, so awesome. That's, Great. That's I know good. I'm I'm saying that like, I don't know what you do, but <laughs> I, everybody else doesn't know what you do. <laughs> so with um, maternal child health and nutrition, can you tell us a little bit about what that is exactly? And do you think people really understand it or know what that looks like here or globally?
1: Sure. Can I have like four hours to find that please? I wish. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I think I think people have a basic idea um, that includes how healthy moms and babies are, but I really don't think that people appreciate how complex the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's like a whole bunch of interrelated issues that if you only address one of those things in isolation, we actually don't see a huge we don't we don't see the change that we want to make um, people healthier. Mm-hmm. So. What what people might associate associate it with is um, things like immunizations and giving medicine, but when we talk about maternal newborn child health, we also um, it also includes things like teaching people about breastfeeding and hand washing. Mm-hmm. But not just that, we actually have to help them um, overcome barriers so that they can actually practice them.
0: Right, and and I think that's the thing about why this podcast is called In Progress. Cause it's not a simple one shot solution. There are a lot of aspects to a human, right? When we think about health, it's your physical, it's your mental, it's your social. So much of that influences your access. Exactly what you're what you're saying.
1: Well I like to I like to throw the example of it. like we all know that working out is, is good for you. Mm-hmm. It's so important. But how many challenges can you list <laughs> that mean you don't actually get into the gym I mean, The gym, right like yeah. you have to actually first of all get a gym membership of you have course to find the time to go you have to know what sits you're there for doing. six months
0: before you right. actually use it yeah, so, yeah.
1: like <laughs> when we go into these communities we have to we can you know we can make sure the medicines are there but we have to go through numerous things to make sure that um these these interrelated issues are addressed mm-hmm. to actually make sure that there's there's an impact on their health
0: um for moms and babies Awesome. So, what does that look like when you are in the field? What are some of the issues that you've seen around maternal, newborn, child health around nutrition? What stands out for you?
1: So I, I'm going to be a little dramatic here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to say that we're actually we're trying to solve one of the toughest problems in the world. We're trying we're trying to save people's lives, mm-hmm. but we're not just trying to save their lives. We don't want them to just like get by. Mm-hmm. Um, we want them to reach their highest potential. So, like, for, for our work at World Vision, mm-hmm. it's not okay if we have a child that's alive, mm-hmm. but they're stunted and have permanent damage to their intellectual and physical development. Mm-hmm. So it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. So we need to do better, and not not just that. Mm-hmm. We need to do it with limited time right. and limited resources. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to – when I think about our work mm-hmm. – when we go into the areas that we work in, we need to be as a smart as smart and effective as we can be mm-hmm. with, that, with those resources and time. So saying that, we know that science tells us that the biggest window of opportunity to give a child the best chance to reach their fullest potential is in the first 1,000 days, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which includes the period from pregnancy to a child's second birthday.
0: When a baby is born in Canada, this baby has already benefited from advantages that many babies in developing communities don't have. The first 1,000 days of a baby's life represents a critical window where proper nutrition, access to care, and disease prevention lay the foundation for baby's health and development. And so the 1,000-day journey aims to empower rural communities in Bangladesh, Kenya, Myanmar, Pakistan, and Tanzania by investing in the early development of babies and their moms. So
1: that, again, is, I guess, our focus of our work, right? Mm -hmm. So we we need... That means in our work, we need to support activities for pregnant women, mm. like education on visiting the doctor and eating well, um, also accessing mental health services. Right. Um, we need to ensure newborns and children have access to the care they need. And then we also have to make sure that they're getting the right types of food. Right. So it's like a huge continuum of work that mm. we need to, to cover.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think that's the thing where we go back to the complexity of when you think about issues of undernutrition and it's not just um, access to food. It's also that utilization of food. It's also at the same time, if um, children are exposed to diseases, diarrhea and pneumonia, things like that, common illnesses that happen, it's a a cycle of, of that Um, ill health, poor nutrition, and, and if we're not addressing complex issues, then we don't see that child thriving and their, their growth potential, um, really, um, is stunted, hence the word, right? Um, so kind of a lot to, to really think about in terms of where we focus and what are the issues that we need to really concentrate on to move that needle and make that change in communities and, and in lives. So for you, what has stood out? What are some of the things that, um, that you've seen that stood out for you?
1: I think, um, you know, aside from all this, the technical jargon around mm-hmm. what actual activities are included, I think what really stands out for me is how um, the cultural perceptions and habits really affect maternal and child health. Right. You know, um, we go, I think every every trip I've been on, we come into communities where we find strong beliefs um, that can have negative Impact on mm-hmm. on the health of these moms and their babies, um, things like hiding pregnancies, so right. we can't actually make sure that they're getting the treatment they need when they're pregnant, mm-hmm. um, or or limiting certain foods that pregnant women can eat. Right, right. Like the number of times I've gone in and moms can't eat eggs mm-hmm. or something that are actually really important and nutritious. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, or the number of times we've gone in, and we see. These special um, special foods that they give to newborns, like mm-hmm. babies that are born, like with, within like the first couple hours, they give honey or some sort of herbal drink to the, right. the kids. And so, we can go in and we can talk about, you know, we can provide these, make sure these services are there. We can, you know, help them get access to it. But there's a lot of um, weight in mm-hmm. these beliefs mm-hmm. and and perceptions that we need to overcome before we can even
0: mm-hmm. make any change. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, that's such an interesting thing to to unpack because they are traditions and Mm -hmm. it's not upon us to change people's um to to invade on someone's tradition or culture but yet how do we celebrate how do we support communities to celebrate birth and child care and incorporate the whole family which includes mother-in-laws and things like that but yet at the same time adopt practices that are um healthy for the baby and limit those that are actually causing harm when they weren't never intended to, Mm. right? And it's, again, I think this title of in progress is because it's something that is just an ongoing dialogue and engagement. um, And that development work is not just drop a couple of services in there and everything's fixed it's it's really that that process of engaging and working with coming alongside that term partnering you know Mm
1: -hmm. i'm glad you you brought that up it is it's super sensitive like who are we to walk in and be like your traditions are are wrong right Mm -hmm. so i think that that's the beauty of the way that we work Mm -hmm. um, in development is um actually walking beside them Mm -hmm. and helping them discover for themselves right Um, like, it's one thing for me to go in and say, don't you give that child honey, Mm -hmm. but for them to actually discover what it means for a child. How to how, how do they know their child's healthy? Right. Help Mm -hmm. them discover, you know, what are the things that lead to, and then kind of um, support them in making decisions that are the right ones, right? Right. Rather Mm -hmm. than just coming in and
0: lecturing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So
1: I think that's, that's a really cool nuance that you brought out. Mm -hmm. we, We actually can't we're, we're in progress. We're, we're working, right.
0: we're walking along beside them and helping yeah. them as, as they grow. And we, we grow with them. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Um, any stories, anything that sticks out to you in terms of, uh, a community you visited or a child or a mother that you've met?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, there's so many of them, uh, like, but, um, I have a story that, uh, that comes out from Indonesia, I'll just backtrack and preface this story just so that with a little bit of background that, um, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about breastfeeding and, Mm -hmm. and you know, me, I could go on and on. (laughs) Yes, I have sat through some of these, (laughs) (laughs) but I won't. I'll just say that, um, to give the, um, to just give a little bit of context that, uh, in, in the areas that we work, um, it's not often affordable or safe for, um, for moms to be using infant formula. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's just like the number of times that I've seen babies that are so sick because of the contaminated water that Mm -hmm. was used or, um, you know, contaminated bottles that Mm -hmm. were used to feed babies with formula. And um, again, going through this myself, you can ask any mother in Canada how much work goes through, um, you have to go into to sterilize bottles and keep them clean and make sure that everything's safe. Mm -hmm. You just try to think about that in a remote village, how how practical that is. So that's, that was just kind of the background to realize that we do, um, talk about breastfeeding mm-hmm. for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, this one story that stands out to me, um, is, uh, from a village in Indonesia where we had conducted uh, breastfeeding training. And, uh, one of the men who had attended the training became so passionate about the importance of exclusive breastfeeding, mm-hmm. um, for his child's Survival and, and thrival, mm-hmm. um, that he actually started sleeping in the doorway of his hut, <laughs> wow, okay, <laughs> to prevent his mother and um, and uh, mother in law from coming into his hut to feed the newborn anything other than. the the mom's breast milk right it was just so cool to see that direct action from Mm -hmm. like he went to the training and then he came home that night and
0: was sleeping in his doorway right it was awesome wow wow and I I love that because I think again as we talk about health in a holistic fashion there's so many influencers on health and yes um we want to be empowering moms to be decision makers but there is um there is decision-making that also happens on the part of fathers or, or partners and then mothers in law So it's sort of, we need to talk about issues of gender, but then also intergenerational in terms mm-hmm. of the, the, the traditions that are passed down and the influence that has on a mother's ability to decide and make choices and own those cho- choices for, for their child. Right. And so uh, that's such a interesting story because it brings in all of those issues. And yeah, good on this dad who was like, you know what? I've learned it. I'm going to practice it, right? Yeah,
1: and the support that he was was providing. is awesome. Wow.
0: Okay. And so have your perspectives changed since you've become a mom and you have your own kids? I think you and I have talked about this so much, but... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, there. Answer the question. (laughs) Done. Um... I'm pretty sure our conversations have been longer than that,
1: but... (laughs) No, I mean like everything changes when you have your own kids. Mm-hmm. When you're like the moment you're holding your own little one, yeah. the way you see the world changes, mm-hmm. and and for sure the way that I see our work and um, you know see how we're contributing to these really complex issues has changed, and mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm far more appreciative of the programs that we design and um, the way the reasons why we design them because I've learned um, just how much I rely on the exact same services in raising my girls. Mm-hmm. Um, And on the flip side, like because of the work that I've done with World Vision, I don't take these services for granted um, right? because I know so many of the mothers in the world don't get it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I could, I could, it's three years with Capri Mm -hmm. and I could give you so many examples. um, But like starting from birth, I I had complications in my delivery, Mm -hmm. which meant that a whole medical team had to come in and intervene quickly to make sure that she was born safely. Like I was so lucky to be in a, in a city to access those life-saving services. Right. coming out of out of that Mm -hmm. um I was just I was surrounded by a supportive husband um so many supportive health professionals that were there to give me the information I needed Mm -hmm. um again like just thinking about breastfeeding I do breastfeeding promotion for (laughs) a living I've done I can't even count how many um breastfeeding courses I've taken right and I really struggled yeah it was so hard and so I have my husband rooting for me. I have right. like my entire career rooting for me. But yeah. the only, I, I honestly, I think the only reason I succeeded is that I had, I was lucky enough to have um, trained healthcare workers come and do home visits with me, right? Support me one on one to be able to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just totally, totally um, thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, when I think even more, like in in the last couple of weeks, um, what stands out the most is is access to information that I have. Right. Like I can't even tell you <laughs> the number of times I've Googled symptoms or right. questions related could to my be child. A bad thing sometimes. Okay, it's, it's not a good thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like instantly like, okay, my child has the worst disease ever. Yeah. But, yeah. um, no, like I've, I've done like in the last month mm-hmm. or, or being in Ontario, mm-hmm. I've called telehealth Ontario. I probably called them at least, I've called them this month for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just trying to figure out when do I need to go see the doctor or not? Right. Like all these questions mm-hmm. that I've faced on my my own, mm-hmm. I just think about the moms that we work with right. in other contexts that do not have those that that easily accessible information, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, it's really hit home to me that um, it's really important that we ensure these moms have access to the, this information, mm-hmm. um, and and make sure that the health cor- health workers have the the resources and the equipment and the information that they need to also.
0: Reach right. out and support
1: them, right? Because um, it, it takes it takes so much. It takes everybody,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think that's that's such a good thing um, to to come to grips with in terms of like I often think about what what what's the purpose of this podcast, and and how do we share stories from around the world? We're going to be hearing stories from from different communities in Pakistan, Bangladesh, Kenya, Tanzania, um, so. Uh, what is the commonality? And I think that's exactly it. We, as as caregivers, whether you're part of a part of a support system, which I am currently, or you're um, you're the primary care, caregiver, which which you are, you need information. You need to access those services. And I think we're all, regardless of where we live, looking for that support to ensure that our kids grow healthy um, and thrive. I yeah. think you know so. It's- you know,
1: just to, I, I think the number of times that I've, I usually start out my visits when I'm talking to moms, be like, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm we're, we're just women together. Right. I'm, I'm the same as you. Yeah. And, and now from a, an emotional level, mm-hmm. I really feel like, um, I have seen, like, we have the exact same issues in trying right. to help our kids just be the best there. Like you, yeah. you, as a mom, mm-hmm. you pour everything into your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Now, I really feel like I can sit there and walk side by side with these women and be like, I've been there crying when, like, I don't feel like, you know, for one reason or another, I don't feel like I have enough breast milk. And mm-hmm. I, I've been there and I know mm-hmm. how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, yeah, it's it's just uh, It's a different perspective going into it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So that was Melanie O'Leary, nutrition and public health specialist and new mom. I hope you enjoyed our introduction to maternal newborn child health. This season, we have lots of great stories in store for you, ranging from the challenges and triumphs of lady health workers in Pakistan to interviews with farmers who are transforming communities in Kenya. Stay tuned. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode for you. In Progress is a podcast by World Vision Canada, funded by Global Affairs Canada, and featuring stories from all around the world. Thanks for listening.